Hello everyone, welcome back to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves and this is my sister and co-host Heidi Bolt. Hi Heather. I wish we had a video camera sometimes on us, not all the time. Oh no, I'm pretty glad we don't. (laughs) For outtakes. That would actually be funny. I know. We don't often have to restart a recording. Almost never. No. I mean, it's only happened like twice, maybe. But every once in a while, yeah. the first words out of our mouths just don't work. <laughs> well, like just now, bless your heart, I'm going to tell them. Okay, that's Heather fine. just started. She started and she was like, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? It sounded like a man. <laughs> Do you ever start to talk and your lips don't work? Your lips don't work. Like... They get jumbled up with each other. <laughs> That's what happened. Like my lips stuck and then it just, it came out, like my voice came out really t- I don't know. Maybe oh, that just happens to me. Um, I, it makes me think of when, when our little sister Holly, she's not little, she's a married woman now, but when yeah. she was little, that's when veggie tales were really oh, popular yeah. Oh, yeah. and there was the, the lip song, uh-huh. like the lip song. Right. And so it makes me think of that. That's true. So that's true. Well, if you are a first-time guest to this podcast, hopefully you're still listening. Hopefully you haven't clicked the off button and yes. said these are crazy people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are so glad that you're here listening. Thank you for joining us on this H&H chat. And the goal of this podcast is just to simply highlight this beautifully ordinary life. Right. Because the reality is, Heidi, everybody, everybody, doesn't matter who you are, has an ordinary life. Yep. And we have found that... Sometimes ordinary can seem really like a drag. Right. Like you just get tired of doing the same thing over and over and over because we all do the same thing almost every day. The treadmill, the mundane. Yes, yes, the exact same thing. But when we look at it through a different lens, when we start to see that ordinary is extraordinary, Mm -hmm. it really does change things. It does. And I think the reality is, is it changes your heart. Mm. Your heart condition changes because you begin to see life a little bit differently the way God intended for us to see it instead of just as the drag. Absolutely. So that is our goal. It's to highlight that ordinary is extraordinary. And um, hopefully we've been able to do that for you as well a little bit in your life. I know it's something that God's worked in us. Yeah. And our guests have been awesome. We've had some awesome guests recently. Yes. Um, I've really enjoyed our guests um, through the whole podcast experience mm-hmm, with him. You know, we're on, um, we're nearing our 40th episode. Yes, so close. And it's, you know, we, we've been at this less than a year mm-hmm. and it just feels like it's gone so quickly, but we've packed so much in. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been able to connect with so many people yes. and hear so many stories and hearts. And the thing that it's kind of sparked in me again, Heather, mm-hmm. is how much I love people's stories. Mm-hmm. I always have. I've yes. always been drawn to people and I would always just you know, people in public, strangers, just right. like, what's your story? Yeah. What's your life held? And they kind of look at me like, are you, you talking, mean? are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? And then people light up. Like, did you take just a few minutes just to talk with someone? Right. And um, I have loved that with our yes. guest is that opportunity to give people a platform that maybe they would have never even thought to share yes, their story. That's right. And to see the lives that have changed because of strangers listening to our guest mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. then messaging us and saying I needed that that changed the course of my life. Well, and I think that sometimes people think they their story is not interesting enough. Mm. I thought that before. Oh yeah. I've had definitely had that thought of like, well, I don't have this big dramatic right. story to tell. Right. Um 
But when you start to tell your story, you Mm -hmm. start to think about your life, everybody has something that's unique about themselves or about their story. And recognizing those and pulling them out of people and helping them kind of, when we interview them and we watch them almost verbally process it out loud in front of us. It's so cool to see because you can almost see these light bulbs come on and they say, well, when I, when I walked through the questions, when I looked at your questions, it really made me think about this part of my life. Right. And that is so cool. Yeah. Realizing that their ordinary is God's version of extraordinary Yes, and that he's going, do you see this? Do you realize how awesome this is? And that's what I've loved is hearing the feedback of our listeners and our guests, but Mm -hmm. saying, you know, you've helped me realize, like Haley said, mm-hmm. when I'm weed whipping, yeah. she's like, I am listening to your podcast and I'm realizing like, hey, this might feel ordinary. This mm-hmm. might feel mundane, mm-hmm. but but this is extraordinary that I, you know, like that she has a farm with a beautiful white fence that she gets to weed with. Right. That's right. So that perspective change is, mm-hmm. I think, so important, mm-hmm. you know, so good. folding your laundry going, I have the funds to buy clothes, to put on my kids, to even need to do laundry. Right. So right. that's a big deal. It is a big deal. I loved yeah. what Matt said a couple episodes ago about, or last episode, I yeah. guess, um, about we don't stop enough and really count our blessings. Right. Look at the things that we have yeah. and say we are so blessed. And yeah. Philippians talks about that. Mm-hmm. Philippians talks about um, when we, you, you know, I think so many times, I'll go back to the Philippians, but so many times when someone says, how, how are you? Or what are you up to? And our first response is, is so often negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really tired. It's been a hard week. Oh, it's been a hard week. Oh, my kids are sick. Oh, this. Oh, that. And Philippians talks about how we can change that and and we can think on things that are good and think on things that are pure and think on things that are of a good report. Yeah. I love that one. Of a good report. Yeah. So that when someone asks you your first response, even though there might be some hard stuff and even though you might be exhausted and even though you might be going through a really horrible season, there's always something good that you can say. And I think it's not, it's not faking it. No. It's, it's realizing that, yeah, life could be worse and, you know, it's, Finding the value and the joy in the things that are positive. It's putting a spotlight on the good things in your life right? rather than the bad things in yes. your life first. That's I'm not so saying good. you don't ever talk about the bad things, right. but you put the, the spotlight first on the good things. Yeah. And then it creates a habit yes. in your life, yeah. right? Because if you're constantly saying the negative, mm-hmm. that's a habit. You create a habit and then yeah. it's just the first thing that comes out. Of, I can't even tell you how many times I go up to people, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so tired. But the funny thing is you could probably guess that that's going to be their response. Because they say it every time. Every time. time. Exactly. Every time. Yeah. Their first response is a negative thing. And yeah. so, and I know I've done that. I'm absolutely so guilty of that. And so just trying to remember like, what is my first response? What is the first thing that comes mm-hmm. out of my mouth? Um, and this is something that I don't know if I've said this on here or not, but something I've started doing with my kids. And then I actually do it with people that I mentor too, when they say, um, you know, they're whining and complaining or down in the dumps. And I say, okay, right now, give me five things, Yeah, five things about today or your life that are good. Yeah. And they have to stop and think about five things and they might be really small things, Yeah, but guess what? At the end of those five things, mm-hmm. they're smiling. Yeah. And it's a perspective change. Yeah. Yeah. I love, so at our dinner table at night, I always ask our kids, um, you know, Wilder, what was the best thing about today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he'll answer and, you know, he's three, so his answers are awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Crosley will answer. But the thing I've started to notice is as soon as I ask one of them, both of their faces, and now Collins, mm-hmm. who's 16 mm-hmm. months, they light up yes. because they know like, 
oh, I love this part about yes, the day. I get to talk about. And, yeah. And the last few nights, Crosley has beat me to the question. Nice. He'll say, we call Wilder Bubby. He'll say, Bubby, what is the best thing that happened to you today? That's awesome. And they'll have this awesome dialogue. And it's just reminding me the importance of us having those habits really in our mm-hmm. life that cause us to reflect on the good and mm-hmm. on the positive mm-hmm. and on the things that are wonderful and mm-hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. those are, those are extravagant to be able to point out things in your day that were good. Right. So I think it's a good practice. And it's, I want people to be very clear um, in understanding that it's not because there aren't hard things right. in life. I, I think we've been very open. You've been very open about a lot of the struggles that you've had. We've had guests on here who have been very open about their struggles. We all have things. Absolutely. We all have stuff in our life that Mm -hmm. is hard every single day. And the weight of that sometimes can be so heavy and so burdensome that you feel, you feel like your outward response, you know, if if you're not like, you feel like if you're, if you're saying all of these good things and maybe you're not acknowledging what's actually happening, what the reality is, right? right? Because sometimes people can be cannot look at reality right. and kind of put put a cover over their head and sure. not pretend like that's not happening. And yeah. That's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is that through those trials, right. through those burdens, you get to choose mm-hmm. your response. You get to choose the first words out of your mouth. And yeah. that shows the condition of your heart. One thing I've been finding, I, I would say throughout my own personal life, I'll use my own life as an example, but the way I choose to respond to something difficult that Mm -hmm. for whatever reason God is allowing in my life so often determines the outcome. It's so true. And it so often determines how quickly that hard thing comes and goes. That's right. Um, Not that we get to control everything by any means. Some, you know, some seasons are longer than others, but I've also seen it in people that are very close to me. I've seen that they've chosen to have this attitude of, God, this is hard and this is rough, but I'm going to walk through it with mm-hmm. with hope mm-hmm. and with joy. Yep. Um, you know, we're we're watching our brother and his wife do that right now right. in some difficult situations, and so and trusting God. Yeah, walk through it with trusting that God is still in control and that yeah. God is good. Absolutely, absolutely. Heidi, one of the things a couple weeks ago, I felt like this was something in my life that I was walking through and I put a video up on Instagram and I had a lot of people respond to it, just message me personally and say, I'm going through the exact same thing. And it's this whole idea of juggling everything. Hmm. Quote unquote, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to do it all. Yeah. Right. And you know how you'll look at someone who maybe is a little bit ahead of you in life or you would you would deem them successful sure. in a, on a path that you would like to go down or be on. Or maybe they don't do anything at all that matches up with what you do in your life, but you look at them and you think, how do they do it all? Right. <laughs> how do they have it all together? <laughs> and I have definitely thought that before. Sure. How does this person do her ministry, write a book, put out all of this information, parent, be have a, a wife, Instagram, have great clothes, <laughs> have this beautiful house. Like, how do they do it all? Right. And I remember about five years ago asking that question. I think I actually asked it to you mm-hmm. and to Kip and to my, hus- my husband, Chris, because we're all really close. And, yeah. and I said that. I'm like, how do they do it all? And I mm-hmm. named a couple of people. And Kip actually looked at me and he said, Heather, they don't do it all. Yeah. 
you're just seeing what they want you to see. Right. There's a lot of things that are left undone in their lives. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was thinking through that the other day because the reality is, is I, you do too, but I'm going to speak from my perspective. I do a lot. Mm -hmm. I wear a lot of hats. In fact, the other day I told Chris, if I tried to put one more hat on my head, the whole thing would fall off. (laughs) Um, And I can't, I don't do it all. Yeah. You know, I have to let some things go mm-hmm. in different seasons mm-hmm. that are not the top priorities. Right. And so I, I'm i telling you all this because I – Can you think of an example like think, right now, today? I can today. think of a perfect example. And okay. I was just debating whether or not I should take a picture and show everyone. And I don't think everyone wants to it see it. It might depend on what the example is. Nobody <laughs> – yeah, exactly, right? No, it's – yeah. Um, not everyone wants to see my dirty bathroom. Okay. That's my example. We're going to talk bathrooms. Okay. Okay. So – I um, help lead a church. Sure. I homeschool my kids. I mentor a lot of women. Mm-hmm. I um, started a new business recently. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things. You we podcast. Host, we host a podcast. <laughs> like uh, the list goes on and on and on, right? right. I'm a wife. Mm-hmm. I try to date my husband mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah. Um, I'm a sister. I'm a mom. All of these things. But my bathroom, my. Is not sparkly. Bathroom is so dirty. Okay. Right now. Like all the time or just right now? Um, right, I know it's not all the time because right I've now, been in it. Right now. Okay. But it's been that way for like two weeks. Okay. And I'm I'm talking like, you know how you do your makeup on the counter and yeah. then it like the powder gets all over the counter and it's just dirty. So it's and just there. Yeah. one of the sinks is clogged. Okay. So when you run water in it and then it, it doesn't go down very quickly. Right. So there's scum. Scum. Right. Um, there are poop streaks in my toilet. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a little bit of mildew around the up the top of my shower. Yeah. It, we're talking dirty, dirty, yeah. dirty. Yeah. But I think that uh, – okay, so that's a great example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because – okay, so yes, within the last little while, you've you've picked up some new things in your life and they've, you know, taken some time. So, so maybe you haven't taken as much time as you would have – last month to clean your bathroom. Right. But I also know that you're trying to help train your kids in some chores mm-hmm. and some things. Yep. And so isn't it true that sometimes when we have to let other things, mm-hmm. other people step into areas of their own leadership, yep. sometimes it is only 80%. That's right. Now, in the sake of your bathroom, particularly right that's, now, that's, that's not their fault. Yeah, it's right. not their fault. But what I'm saying is I do think it's wise of you to recognize that sometimes – there are seasons of having to let things slide a little bit, mm-hmm. things that don't affect your character, your faith, and your morals. Right. Like those aren't aren't those are things that we shouldn't let slide. But when it's things like your bathroom, mm-hmm. if it's not going to affect your eternity, right, and really then not probably any other you could let it slide. Either. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, because like it's your own bathroom, right? right. Yeah. Well, and and that's a that's a great point, Heidi, because. Um, like for my kids, my kids have their own or they share a bathroom and I've taught them, been teaching them how to clean it. Right. And so they're in charge of cleaning their bathroom. And no, it's not done as well as I would do it. Right. But it, you're right. It's done 80% yeah. well. And they're learning and how to learn, be. They're learning and it'll yeah. get better and better. But I guess, so it's not really just about my bathroom, but the reality is, is it's about, I also have hardly watched any TV recently. Yeah. Um, and it's not because there's anything wrong with watching TV. I love to watch TV as much as the next person. Yeah. You know, you get a good Netflix show and you binge watch for a while. That's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. But the reality is, is God has brought other things into my life recently. And not just recently, but over an extended period of time. And they are my priority and they're 
they're what I highlight. They're what yeah. I focus on. And other things have taken a back seat. And yeah. I just want someone to hear that. Yeah. Like, you are, you might be superwoman. Mm-hmm. You might be superman. But mm-hmm. being that, being superwoman, being superman doesn't mean that you do do it all. Right. And I think an example in my life, Heather, is I have had to learn how to be okay with help. Mm-hmm. accepting help. Yeah. So an example in my life right now is is our homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, so with two little children that are 18 months apart with a three-year-old and a one-year-old, yeah. that presents a very, very, very busy situation for homeschooling. Right. So having a first grader needing to learn how to read and right. spell and do arithmetic and then having a one-year-old who can destroy the entire house and be up in the bathroom squirting toothpaste all over everything in a matter of two minutes yeah. creates a very interesting situation. And so our, our mom, you know, mm-hmm. I've shared this already, but she had said, hey, I will, in this season, mm-hmm. I'll step in and help with your little ones mm-hmm. in the mornings because yeah. she's able to, she's, re- you know, retired and is able to mm-hmm. help do that. And at first I recognized that it was pride in me that was like, oh no, like I can do this and I will do this. Mm-hmm. I will be super mom that homeschools and has her crazy littles at home. Right. And and where did that come from? It, it was from, pride. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to be able to say, I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. Yeah. I can handle this and yeah. I can do it with perfection. Yeah. And, but for me, about, I don't know, probably eight years ago, I started to pray that God would remove some, some of that spirit of perfection mm-hmm. out of me mm-hmm. because it was a negative in my life. Yeah. It was, it had become an idol. Yeah. There were things in my life that I deemed more important yeah. than my time with Jesus because yeah. it was having that perfect right. lifestyle. Yeah. And um, so as I let mom step in and go, yeah, let me help you, I have been learning to let people help me mm-hmm. and to 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 go, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. This is good for my kids to have time with grandma because mm-hmm. they're the little kids, to have time with grandma without big kids mm-hmm changing the dynamic. Right. And this is good for me to have one on one time with our son to mm-hmm. be productive in school and um you know to teach them that yeah life isn't all about you getting to do whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah. Um it's a balance right. in what works for our family and what yeah. are we called to. Yeah, that's so good. So so I just want to encourage someone if you're feeling that way and you're looking at someone and you're going, "Man, they have it all together." Yeah. They do it all. No one does it all. Yeah. No one does. Yeah. Everyone has help with something somewhere. Yeah. Or let something go. Yeah. And another, sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. I was just going to say if, if we start being honest about this with each other Mm -hmm. and we start talking about where we struggle, Mm -hmm. where we maybe don't have it all together. And I'm not saying put all of our junk on Instagram. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying being, being more real with each other to say like, this is a path that I've walked down that I'm not, I, I've had to let this go so that I can focus on this. We had made the decision a few years ago. Um, we have a large yard and we were having to spend every single Saturday Mm -hmm. in our yard in order just to maintain it, not even to make it gorgeous, just to maintain it. Right. And we went, you know what? I think we'd be better off hiring someone to come in with a big riding lawnmower to have it done in 30 minutes once a week. Right. And so that's a sacrifice we made to go, okay, we'll scale back on something else right. in order for Kip to get that time back so that our Saturdays can be more about family time and right. doing what we need to do as a family and not just working on our yard. 
Yeah. You know, so that's an example of we don't do it all. Right. You know, we have had to call in help in different areas where we where we can afford it and where it works for our family right. in order to say yes to things that we want to say yes to, like Saturday mornings as a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that might change down the road, you know, when our boys are bigger mm-hmm. and they can help with the yard work, right. right? that might change. But for now, that's something that we're, we're going, okay, yeah, we can't, we can't spin every plate mm-hmm. and keep them going. This is one that we need to let go. And I think we need to get better about saying no to things mm-hmm. um, in two different ways. Saying no to things that are not our best. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say, my mom used to say this all the time. There are these two small letters, There's these two letters that make a very small word that are very important. Yeah. And it's the word no. Yeah. Because oftentimes we say yes to people, please. Yeah. Instead of to God, please. Right. And when we say yes, but then we have a crappy attitude about it, or we have a bad <laughs> attitude about it, we mope about it because we, we should have said no. Right. We aren't doing the person we said yes to any good, and we're not doing ourselves any good. Right. And so being able to say no when it doesn't fit our schedule, when it doesn't fit our best yes, when it doesn't fit our family's priorities is such a valuable thing to learn. And it's hard because mm-hmm. you do disappoint people. Mm-hmm. But I have also found that people would way rather you be honest with them and say, I am so sorry. No, this does. we don't have time for this right now or this doesn't fit our family's priorities or mm-hmm. um, I value you. I really do. And I so appreciate you asking me to do this, but mm-hmm. I cannot do this right now. Yeah. Instead of saying yes when we don't really want to. Right. Because then we're really lying to them right. about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that when you say no, it frees you up to say yes to the things that you want to say yes right. to. It frees yeah. you up to do the things that are valuable to you and yeah. valuable to your family. Yeah. Um, and so we need to get better about that. Mm-hmm. All of us, we need to get better at being being able to be honest in a kind, loving way and say no to the things that are not the best. Yes, I, um, I sit at one of my children's sporting events, mm-hmm. and I won't say which one, but um, – <laughs> And I listen to some of the other parents that sit around me. And we're all kind of in close proximity, so you hear all of these conversations that are happening. And there's one particular group of people that gather at this place, and they talk about how every single week, mm-hmm. how busy they are, how stressed out they are, how overwhelmed they are. And then they list every single week. I could probably tell you what's on their calendar wow. <laughs> because of them listing all of these things. Yeah. And the reality is they're not saying no to yeah. things. They're not saying no to things for their kids. Yeah. They're letting their kids do all of these events mm-hmm. and they're saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And every single week, this parent looks like they're about ready to lose their mind. Yeah. And I thought, and that's in public. And so that's let's see what they public. were acting like and looking like at home. I know. Yeah. And so, and I just kept thinking, oh, first of all, your life sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And secondly, I'm so sorry that you feel like you cannot say no to anything. Yeah. And you're so stressed out. Yeah. You do not seem like you're enjoying your life right now. Well, and the reality is they have created that. They've said yes to all of it. They have created that because they're even, you know, so we homeschool, but kids that are in public school, you don't have to say yes to all of the events. That's right. You know, you, yes, you can help as a room mom. You don't have to be there every single time the doors are open. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's not the best yes for you. I think that it's finding that balance. I think it's the same across every subject in life. What's the balance? Yeah. Like where, where do my yeses come in and where do my no's come in? Yeah. And it's not out of, it's, we don't say no out of a selfish ambition. No. We say no to, um, and not waiting for something better to come along. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you get this yeah. weird vibe, like 
people aren't responding to my invitation and it feels like they're just waiting to see if someone else has a better option. Okay. You feel that way? Oh yeah. Because sometimes I totally feel that way. Oh yeah. I, yeah. (laughs) I think part of it is that people are lazy in, in not, and they're non-committal. Yeah. People are slow to commit to something because they are like, oh, I don't know. And sometimes it's legit. Like I have to talk to my husband and compare schedules and, and that's totally different. But yeah, I do. I think we have this non-committal mentality of, eh, yeah, that'd be fun if nothing better comes up. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that can be incredibly rude. Right. Um, right. But it also is, it, you know, it, it doesn't so, – so I guess my point is I'm not saying, you know, say no in order that something else comes up that you get to say yes to, but having the ability to create white space in your calendar. No, and I do that. Yeah. You know, I create white space in my calendar so that I don't – lose my mind yeah. trying to spin the plates that I do spin. Yeah. Well, and and that just is um, having your priorities in order. Yeah. Knowing what your family priorities, your individual priorities are. Mm-hmm. And going back to that saying yes and saying no thing, it made me think of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, mm-hmm. where Jesus basically says, like, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. Don't be wishy-washy about it. Yes. If you say yes, mean yes. <laughs> if you say no, mean no. I tell my kids that all the time. Like, yeah. okay, it's time to make a decision and you're going to stick by your decision. Yeah. Okay? If you're going to you're gonna stand in Target looking at the Legos, that's fine. We can stand there for 25 minutes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But at some point, you make a decision and then you stick to it. Yeah. Like, you don't walk out of the store and then go, oh, maybe I should have got the other one. Right. No, you own that decision. Yeah. And you stand by it. Yeah. That's good. I think that's so good. It makes me chuckle because I heard our six-year-old tell our three-year-old the other day, <laughs> let your yes be yes, Wilder. You know, and I was like, oh, man, that's me coming out of him. Well, um, that's, but that's it's true. It's, mom and dad it's coming out of us. Yes. <laughs> they, yeah. they would say that to us all the time. Let your yes be yes and yeah. your no be no. Yeah. I and it's teaching okay. confidence, too. It's teaching our children how to think about what they say before they say it Mm -hmm. before they commit to it because they know they're going to have to own it. Yeah. Right. And follow through with it. Mm -hmm. You know, you commit to somebody to do something, follow through with it. Even if you don't feel like it, even if something comes up and you're like, man, I am not feeling this tonight. Like follow through, Yeah, you know, be a person of integrity and keep your word. Cause I do think that it is so easy for Mm -hmm. people's character to quickly deteriorate yes as, and and the way people view you if mm-hmm. it if you're always agreeing to something and then never following through yeah. mm-hmm. um i've had people in my life that mm-hmm. i pretty much know that that's gonna happen yeah if we set something up or try to initiate something mm-hmm. it's going to fall through because that's just the way it works for them yeah they're quickly labeled right and, yeah. and you don't even yeah it, it's not even being judgmental it's just you just know that that's they may not, they might not show up or they might not follow through with something. That's right. Yeah. So, and I think it's too important to remember, like the, our, our kids pick up on that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we're setting the example for, whether it's good and positive and uplifting or not so great if mm-hmm. it's negative and, you know, those kind of those lifestyle choices that end up defining people, yeah. our kids pick up on that yeah. at very young ages. So... Over the last week, God's been showing me that a lot about timing and how our perspective on time is so very different than his. And when we think that the time is right for something, it doesn't always mean that the time is right for something from God's perspective. And I preached last week at our church and preached- It was phenomenal, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, preached on these different women who were um, God using 
just extraordinary ways in their lives. But it was interesting, and I didn't pull this out in my message because I didn't have time for it. I actually went over my allotted time. But, you know, when the Holy Spirit moves, you just, you got to <laughs> go, go with right? It. You got to yeah, go. That's right. Um, but the interesting thing was is that I had also highlighted in each one of the stories the word time. Hmm. And it was at this time yeah, or at the right time. Yeah. And it was in all, I've told four stories, four different stories of women. Yeah. And I did not plan on highlight, you know, I didn't plan on pulling out that time thing. That's just something God showed me personally. Yeah. yeah. And it made me realize, cause I've had a couple of things recently where God's timing has been so perfect, but it's been a journey of me trusting him, of feeling something and beginning to pray and trusting him that his timing, mm. it will be revealed in his timing and then it actually happening yeah. and him lining up all of the details for it. And yeah. it's happened in two really major ways in my life recently. Yeah. And it's almost mind blowing because yeah. I could not have orchestrated it right. any better. Right. I mean, had I tried to orchestrate it, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> but when God orchestrates it. Yeah. His timing is perfect. Yeah. Um, and I remember when Chris and I were first dating and he gave me, we knew that we were headed towards marriage. Mm-hmm. Like that we knew that this was a for sure relationship, right? Yeah. We just didn't know what the timing was. Right. And we were young mm-hmm. and he, he was from Canada and I was from the U.S. And so that was like a big, you know, difference. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, very similar countries, but still. Still an unknown. Lot, an unknown and yeah. a lot of miles. And yeah. green cards were involved and visas and, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. And he gave me a clock and on, he had put on it on the little um, plaque. T- plaque on the front yeah. in his time. Yeah. And so it's sort of been a theme in our lives for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And that's been really amazing to just watch God show up and do things in our lives in his time and lead the way. Yeah. And it can be hard because I I would say humans in general, we love to control things. Uh, Well, I'm raising my hand. Me too. We love to be in control in order – I think usually it's in order to – best predict the outcome Mm -hmm. and to know what to expect. Yeah. Right? Right. And so it it doesn't necessarily, it's not always necessarily negative, um, but I think that is why Mm -hmm. we sometimes try to put those timeframes around God of like, hey God, I need you to do this right now. Right now. Because Mm -hmm. then my expectations are going to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just, my faith has been increased watching our sister in love, Jenna, Mm -hmm. um, so desire children Mm -hmm. and her husband, Matt, but God's timing just hasn't mm-hmm. been there yet. Yeah. And just going, no, we, we so believe mm-hmm. that this is going to happen. Yeah. We so believe that God has children for mm-hmm. them. But for whatever reason, the timetable mm-hmm. is not, yeah. it's not there yet. Yeah. And so, but I know that when that time is right, the glory God is going to get through it. What a celebration that will be. Because of their faith. Right. You know, I mean, sweet Jenna has watched friend after friend after friend have their baby and their second and now their third. And she has walked through it with so much grace Mm -hmm. and with so much faith. And I so believe that um, all of those prayers and all those hopes that she's prayed over these women who are getting their heart's desire Mm -hmm. and as she's the first one to say she's happy for them or applaud them. I just, it, I was talking to her the other day and I felt like God showed me 
you know, Jenna, every time you're excited for one of those women, every time you pray for their baby, mm-hmm. every time you you speak words of encouragement over them, it makes me think of um, the story in the Bible where Jesus said it's like the wise man that builds his house upon a rock. Mm-hmm. And when the storm comes, like sure, that house will not be destroyed because you've built it upon the rock. Yes. And I felt like God showed me, and I shared this with her, but that that every time she spoke those words of life and encouragement over someone that she so longs to be in their position, yep. God was taking yet another layer of that cement and making that foundation that her kids get to stand on mm. that much stronger and that much thicker. And I think someone needs to hear that, mm-hmm. to know what you're walking through is not going to be lost. Mm-hmm. Um Eyes on Jesus, yeah. hope on Jesus, because he is always working things for our good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, his word says that the steps of the righteous mm-hmm. are directed by the Lord. Yeah. And so we get to rest in the assurance that he is for us, right. that he's a good father and he is not overlooking us. It's just right now is not the yes, yeah. but believing that his promises to you are going to be yes and amen. Yeah, that's right. And I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, I kept thinking of the verse that weeping lasts for, it may endure for a night, mm. but joy comes in the morning. Yes. And I kept thinking that all of those times that you rest in Jesus, that you give God the glory through your your night, right? Yeah. Through that sorrow, through that grief, through whatever it is that you're walking through, it's almost like God is just piling up the joy. Yeah. Like he's just building this mountain yeah. of joy. And that when that morning comes, when that breakthrough comes, that joy, that pile of joy, that mountain of joy is going to be so much more than you could imagine. Yes. And God is piling that up for you. Yes. You know, weeping may last for a nighttime, but joy comes in the morning. And I love that. But joy comes. It yes. doesn't say it might come. It yeah. says, but joy comes. We yeah. serve a God who's redemptive. Yes. Everything he does is redemptive. He yeah. never leaves us in the darkness, never mm-hmm. leaves us in the wilderness. He's always working towards our redemption and towards our joy. Yeah. That's so good. I think that's so good. It is so good. Well, Heather, it's been fun chatting with you. Yeah. I Is there anything else you want to throw into this, no, this podcast? No. I mean, I had some thoughts, but they don't fit. Yeah. You know how you just say, yeah, it's not not today. Yeah. Not that conversation today. So for a different day. Yeah. You can just park that and we'll chat about it, it up later. Yeah. 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 And it's actually something I do want to talk about yeah. coming up. Maybe I'll just give a little teaser. Sure. Um, we won't get into it too deep, but I've been thinking a lot lately about um, – teaching our kids about sexuality mm. and oh, wow. yeah. um, the biblical perspective of that. Yeah. And there's been a lot in the news lately mm-hmm. about um, very famous people mm-hmm. who have misused yeah. their sexuality and what that looks like and how yeah. do you have those conversations with your kids. So that's a super heavy topic. Okay. But I think it's a very yeah, let's talk real topic and I think it's something we need to address. Yeah. And I think we as parents need to get our heads out of the sand. Yeah. We need to start monitoring mm-hmm. better. What our yeah. children are seeing, they're going to see it, yeah. but let's talk about that. Yeah. And um, let's just get real yeah. because it's all over the news right now. It's yeah. been on my mind. Uh, our kids are getting older, yeah. but it starts at a very young age. It so yeah. maybe in our next chat, we can tackle that one. Okay. Well, you guys can look forward to that because that will be an interesting conversation for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you can find us at the H&H Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we say this a lot, but jump onto iTunes mm-hmm. and hit subscribe. Um, and please leave us some feedback mm-hmm. because that is um, how other people are able to more easily find us 
and um, not just to hear our voices, but to hear the encouragement that God wants to speak into their life. Um, And then also with that, share share these episodes that might reach the hearts of your friends Mm -hmm. and family um, in order that they can be encouraged as well. Mm -hmm. Because you just never know. who's listening, who needs mm-hmm. to listen. Right. Um, you know, as we kind of look at some of the statistics, it's mm-hmm. mind blowing mm-hmm. how many countries are listening and mm-hmm. how many different pockets of the world mm-hmm. these podcasts are reaching. And yeah. we shared that with one of our guests the other night. And I think he was a little taken back, like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. maybe I don't want to be a guest. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But just knowing that, you know, God is using this in a way that that only technology could allow for for this time in history. Yeah, what a cool so, time we live in when we have so that opportunity. Cool. Yeah, so share it with your friends. And um, as always, if you need prayer, please message us privately and we will be praying for you. So thanks for being with us today and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.